0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets.
1: Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do and today we're gonna to be talking about some common canine myths that we've run into, some of them quite often. Yeah. It's amazing how many people think a wagging tail means a dog is happy. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about what it really could potentially mean in a minute. So we're gonna be your it's a doggy dog world canine mythbusters. <laughs> today. whole new Say that real fast. <laughs> nice. Alright, so, let's talk about where myths come from, because a lot of them we've heard for many, many years. The wagging tail. I mean, we've been teaching classes for how long, Patriot? For a
2: long time. And
1: we've been answering that myth forever.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: A wagging tail means the dog is feeling emotions. High emotion. Some dogs will wag their tail when they're scared, but it's usually not up and high. It's tucked between their back legs and might be wagging uh, near the floor or up near their tummy. A dog can be wagging his tail slowly when he's unsure about something. Mm -hmm. When two strange dogs greet each other, they may stand up on tiptoes a little bit. And the tail wags real slowly from side to side. And I've seen that happen and have the owner go, Oh, well, look, he's happy. (laughs) Yeah. No, no. not so
3: much. (laughs) He must be happy to see you. He's wagging his tail. No, he's really happy he gets the chance to bite me. (laughs) You know, I mean. Get an adrenaline rush out of of excitement.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, although, yes, many times... The dog is happy when he's wagging his tail. I think it's more important to look at the position and the speed that he's wagging his tail. Kate, you're holding Quill in your arms right now. Quill is Kate's terrier. And when he's hunting a critter, boy, that little tail may go straight up in the air or it may vibrate. The rattlesnake tail. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And neither one of those are necessarily
3: happy. (laughs) When the uh, hackles go up. On the back, the hair is standing up. That's not always aggressive. Can be fear, too. Can be fear or just overexcitement, mm-hmm. Which we see in puppy class with babies over Too often, I do think that people try to look at a word in a dog's body where you really have to look at the whole mm-hmm. sentence, if not the whole paragraph, of what the rest of the body is saying as well.
2: Yeah, you can look at them head to tail, not just tail. short note is,
3: if the dog is relaxed, then he's probably in a good mood. If the dog is tense, then he's probably not in a good mood, because tension is wrong. So a happy dog might leap about and be active, but does it in a loose, easygoing way.
1: Also, how big is the dog making himself look? Oh, yeah. If he's scared, he's going to be crouched, his back might be hunched, his elbows might be bent, his hocks might be bent. And he might be trying to make himself look smaller. If he's up and forward on his tiptoes, my bones lives on his tiptoes. <laughs> he's the smallest of the six English shepherds in our group, and he's always on his tiptoes trying to make himself look bigger. Not that he's being aggressive in all those times, but he says, they're all bigger than me, and I'm supposed to be important. (laughs) So he's up on his tiptoes. But a dog who's willing to take an action a step further, whatever that action might be, is probably going to be leaning forward, head up, tail up, up on his tiptoes. And
2: that's a dog to take seriously. What is he trying to say? And And look at their face and their eyes. That tells you a lot, too. Yeah, is there tension in the
3: face? Yeah. So today's class, there's a black German Shepherd, Mm. uh, very anxious, very anxious, Mm. has a tendency to sort of erupt in a, just to keep all the other dogs from even looking at her. Mm -hmm. And I went back and I was talking with the owners about some things they could do, tossing the dog treats a little bit to the side and behind it. Because when I first walked up, I got great big wide eyes from that dog. Do I need to do something about you? So I sat down, turned my body sideways, tossing treats without even paying attention. She said it was a German Shepherd. You're lucky he was treat motivated. Yes, she is, thank goodness.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's the first thing I asked Kate. I go, did she eat the treats? She's like, yes. Okay. And then, um,
3: (laughs) as the puppy dog started to feel comfortable that I wasn't going to get in its face, I was tossing the treats a little bit closer, and she got Well, at one point, she got up and took two hesitant steps toward me, and they go, oh, she likes you now. And I go, not quite. (laughs) Look at how she's standing. All of her weight is at her back legs. She wants more treats from me, but she's ready to bolt. And if she didn't have a way to bolt, she could very easily bite out of fear. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to keep tossing treats. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm going to wait and see if her body weight gets balanced. And the rest of her is calm because her tail was starting to relax. It had been... Tucked up, tight against her, tight. And, of course, the the mouth was tight. Oh, yeah, the
2: oh. tight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: So it's the same idea as a puppy dog in another class who goes off yelling every so often at other dogs. And the owner asked me, now this is their third class with us? But anyway, oh, the and the dog has done better.
2: Um, oh, yes. The little short little... He's been doing
3: much better each time. He's less reactive. Dogs can walk by closer, but she asked me. It's the final night of the class. Do you think that he just is barking to invite them to play? Yeah, we're like, nope. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. That was nope. a quick no. Nope. No, nope. that's not a happy bark. That's not a play bark. That's a, I'm gonna want to eat you bark.
3: <laughs> and I was tired. I didn't go all the way into it with her, but I might drop her a note. If you're not sure what a dog is saying to another dog, look at the other dog. The other dogs in class that are adults that are stable, when he goes off, they kind of cut a side eye at him like, whatever, mm-hmm. dude, chill out. But what happened that last night at class was there was an adolescent pity mix. And oh, so yeah. Tuco yelled at him and this adolescent boy said, oh yeah, I can take you on. And then the two of them were yelling at each other, but the God. adolescent, he's not really sure what he's doing. Yeah, so no clue. He's giving play bows at the same time that he's, he's like, I could tear you up. No, I can just want to play with you. No, 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 And Tuco was totally freaked out. What is this dog saying to me? Backing behind his mom. So it's like, yeah, no, the one adolescent was really ready to rumble. Yeah. I will if you push me into it. And all the other dogs were like, "Just leave him alone. He's weird. He's worried. He's frightened." None of the other dogs were wanting to move close to him.
2: No. Mm -mm.
3: So if you're not sure, like in puppy play when they're learning to talk to each other, if you're not sure if your puppy's being a bully, step on his leash, and wait and see if the other puppy comes back and wants to play. And if they do, don't force
1: them. Right. Don't never force any two dogs to get together to do anything. Uh, Yeah. Uh, they don't have to get in each other's face to
3: see each other. And puppies are totally different, of course. Yeah. But, but over and over again, one puppy will be stronger, taller, and mashing the other puppy. Somebody will come along and go, Oh, he's beating up on a... Well, wait, let's pull him apart. Good. Give him a chance. Now let the one on the bottom decide. 90% of the time, they'll come right back. back. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's mutual.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: As long as it's mutual. But yeah, and that's another myth, Right that yep. dogs have to get in each other's face to say hi. Nope, Yep. nope, nope, <laughs> nope,
1: nope. Another myth that we've talked a lot about during COVID especially, but we've been talking about what? it before, you do not have to take your dog for a walk every day unless you live in an apartment, and that's the way the dog relieves himself.
3: Even um, then, you can go
1: out, go potty and come back. Yeah. I think, I was trying to find out where it originated, and I think... I'm not sure because I I couldn't really find anything substantial. But I think it must have been a ploy to get dogs out of the backyard. You know, at a certain time in our history, before dogs lived in the house as family members, as they do now, most of the time they lived outside. If you had a farm, they lived on the farm. They slept on the front porch or whatever. But I know there have been several campaigns over the past two or three decades to get dogs out of the backyard. Because in the backyard by themselves, they don't get socialization. Mm-hmm. The family doesn't spend as much time with them. And
3: and the people aren't in the yard like they would be out on the farm. Right, right. right. Exactly.
1: So in trying to make the dog more of a family member, there were campaigns
2: to walk your dog. Yeah. I think also health. How many times you hear a physician or something, so that, you know, you need to start walking, exercise more. Do you have a dog? Go take your dog for a walk. Oh, sure, sure. sure. And it's, it's can be wonderful mm-hmm. and a great
3: thing to do, but it's just not... I see a lot of dog reactive dogs in my private training. And one of the first things is, every time we go out, every time we go out, every dog you sees, it goes off. Okay, well, let's not go for a walk with your dog for the next 10 days. I just what? get this open mouth, <laughs> what?! He's going to tear down the walls. No, I'm going to give you other stuff to do. Yeah, it's yeah, not It's thing. not.
1: don't walk your dog and then ignore him.
3: Right. Exactly. It's
1: let's substitute the walk with other things. Mm-hmm. And we're recording this in the eighth month of COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I know during the first three months of COVID, when here in California, everybody was locked down, Except for dog walking, and the law specifically said except for dog walking, the standard joke was that every dog in Southern California was exhausted because they were going for walks four or five times a day.
3: Right, each member of the family. Yeah,
1: because it was a legal way for people to get outside. You can't overdo it. They can be walked. They actually can be walked too much, not because it's too much exercise, but too much. Regimented walking, no sniffing and going potty. Just we will march. And uh, I saw a lot in my neighborhood. Oh yeah. I Saw a lot in
3: my neighborhood. We are walking now. Up <laughs> two, three, four. And that's a question I even I got asked twice. This in different classes today. Can I let my dog sniff? Yeah. Sure. If you'd like to, sure.
1: <laughs> no, I. It's I'm not the
3: Baton Death March. I will exactly.
1: say that when I walk my dogs, we do start out at a brisk yeah, exercise Liz walk. Yep,
3: yeah, yep, yeah. yep.
1: And then we'll take a break and they can sniff and go potty. And then we go back to a a exercise Liz walk and we take turns. Part of the walk is my my exercise. Part of the walk yeah. is theirs to relax and go potty and yeah, and yeah, sniff around. Out.
3: Or as somebody once told me, read their P mail. Oh jeez. Oh, oh <coughs> that's <was> pretty bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was bad. <laughs> so the walk yeah. is what you want it to be. Mutual. I mean it, yeah. 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 If yeah. we end up down at the park near my house, uh, when you were walking down at the park, uh <laughs> did you take him on the playground? Or was it full there of were kids. kids? There were kids on the playground. Oh. If I walk first thing in the morning, and there's a park not too far from me, if I go that direction, then we also play on the playground for a little bit. <laughs> and then we'll go back to walking. We
4: so boy, walk yeah. can
1: be what you want, but they don't have to.
2: Doesn't, now. Especially if the dog is not enjoying the walk. Right. Like we had a longtime student having that issue with her dog. And so we, remember we told her, don't take her out twice. It was twice a day, every day. And she was working herself up, the walks were awful, the owner was unhappy, so we told her to stop walking. Stop taking her for walks and gave her other things to do at home. And I spoke to her, and she said now she takes her out once or twice a week, and it's so much better. You know, they don't always need that much stimulus.
1: So let's talk about what to do instead. Oh, yeah. I do trick training. Absolutely. I've been doing so much trick training the last 7 8 months. Oh, and the best trick training treat, those cat treats in the tube. Oh. Oh my gosh. Really? There's some cat treats that come in a, a tube, and I got both the chicken and the salmon, and I don't even remember the name of them. Don't but either. it's like a moist pate in a squeeze tube, not a toothpaste tube, but a, it's like a, a cat version tube. of like GoGurt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can cats. squeeze it from so the end or roll it up from the end, <laughs> and you can squeeze out like a half an inch, and that's your training treat. I've got my three doing some stuff they wouldn't do for any other treat on the face They're of the planet. They're doing backflips now. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I have I I got several packages of the treats now, and I have them in a glass canister on the. Kitchen counter. So I reach in, and all three dogs are going, <gasps> What? Yeah. <laughs> one is spinning, funny. and one is shaking a pod <laughs> That's funny. But anyway, we've been doing a lot of trick training, because one, it makes me laugh. Yeah. I have fun. So the training's fun. The dogs love it. They offer new behaviors that I can try and capture and have fun with. It's just there's no downsides to it. At all.
3: Yeah, there's plenty you can do at home. Well oh, somebody puppy. asked me today about brain games. Yeah. Teaching, of course, is, is brain games for your puppy dog. But they actually have brain games that you can play. I mean, yeah. Food dispensing toys. There's just so much. And nose games. I mean, other stuff to get your puppy's body, mind, and emotions relaxed.
2: And if there's a family and they got kids, teach the name of the kids and go find them. Mm-hmm. Pop, play hide and seek with your dog. Mm-hmm.
1: If your dog other stuff to do. is not destructive, if he's not a puppy or a teenager, and he's not one to chew on things, you can copy what some of the zoos and, and captive animal parks do, and that's what's called environmental enrichment. Take some treats and hide them in different places, under the footstool, behind the, the uh, recliner, and have him use his nose to find those Mm -hmm. treats. But Mm -hmm. I do add, don't do it if you have a teenage dog. Don't do it if you have a dog who likes to chew on things because then he'll follow later where those treats were and perhaps chew on something he shouldn't. So know your dog before you do that. But environmental enrichment is a lot of fun.
4: And
3: even the lady that I said take two weeks break, you know, eventually went back to walking but needed a time to just Stop the pattern of behavior that was
2: so bad. It create a new pattern. Yeah, I suggested it to another person just recently, too, besides that one student of ours. Yeah. All else. right,
1: before we go on to some more myths, let's take a break from our sponsors. We've got two sponsors of uh, subscription boxes, uh, toys and treats. So let's take a break for one. We'll be right back.
4: It's October, and there are spooky scares everywhere. When it comes to your dog's everyday health, you don't have to be spooked when you have daily dose. Daily Dose is a two-in-one dog chew that pairs a powerful dental scrub with vet-developed supplements for full body health and seriously clean smiles. Now pay attention through October 31st. Enter for a chance to win all four bags of Daily Dose in coming. joint, heart, and skin health. Just Post a picture of your pup's smile with the hashtag smile sweeps to any of PetLife Radio's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook pages. Good luck! <laughs>
0: Visit YourPetsDailyDose.com
2: to save $3 on your first bag with promo code PETLIFE. That's YourPetsDailyDose.com.
0: Mojo would swallow things whole. A chicken carcass, a bird nest, and assorted stones and sticks. After
3: surgery, Mojo had skin issues. He was constantly itching and scratching, chewing the hair right off of his legs.
1: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com.
3: On
4: the Dynavite, all of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you love your dog, you need to put him on Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E will be.
1: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com.
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Welcome back. We're talking about canine myths. We're your myth for the for the,
2: this podcast. So what's another myth we ought to talk about? Uh, oh, that, yeah. Dogs must greet each other for socialization. Oh, well, we talked about that a, li- oh. a little bit,
1: but yeah. We still hear it in class I do not let too. any dogs get up into my dog's faces, and I haven't for...
3: And I still was years. railing this morning about dog parks, so, uh, uh, you know, shocked looks on the... You know, I, sh- I shouldn't
2: take them to the dog park every day. That's <laughs> so what happens when you walk past both of us, and you guys are talking about taking your dogs to a dog park and suggesting it to another student, and we're like uh uh-uh. no. <laughs> We smooshed that. At the very <laughs> Let's talk about why that is not a good idea.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, you know what? We
2: could do a whole podcast on and dog And I think we parks. have, yeah, yeah. But- yeah. And then, of yeah. course, you know, one of the students is a vet tech, so I'd ask her, I said, so, Kelby, have you seen dogs come from a dog park injured? Or worse? You know, she goes, oh, my God, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, don't do that. You do not go. need to go to, what do you call it? You call it a mosh pit.
3: Mosh pit. Yeah. That's a mosh pit. mosh pit. They don't need to
2: go to a mosh
3: pit. And a dogs that are walking down the street do not have to go over and say hi to each You know, me and my weird examples. I'm like, do you go down the street grabbing people you don't know and French kissing them?
1: Okay. <laughs> or wish yet, sticking your nose in their crotch? Yeah. <laughs> what
3: know? part Why? of that seems normal?
1: Dogs can find a teaspoon of salt dissolved in a 55-gallon drum. If there's a gallon of plain water, another one of plain water, one with a teaspoon of salt, and then another plain water, dogs can find the drum that has that little bit of salt in it. They don't have to stick their nose in another dog's genitalia to find out who he is. And a lot of dogs get angry about it. Righteously so. Yeah. So, no, they do not have to. What's better is stop social distancing away, six six feet away. Stop and talk to your neighbor. Have your dog sit by your side and behave himself and control Mm -hmm. himself. He knows your
2: neighbor's dog is there. He doesn't have to be rude. But then, you know, it also goes back to, are you reading the other dog's body language correctly? Yeah. He may not want to. You think he wants to say hi to your dog. It's really not what that's he our, intends to right, do. Right. That's our stick yeah. He's friendly! Yeah. Until yeah. he's not. Yeah. Oh, he's never done that before.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: He's friendly. No, his tail is up. It's stiff. He's On wagging it very yeah. No, your he's dog is not stiff. friendly. No, he wants to come over and bully my dog.
1: Yeah. Okay. Another one that goes along with the greetings. Should you stick your hand in a dog's face to let him smell you? Uh, He can smell you six feet away.
3: (laughs) I I wonder how they, I don't know. You know, we shake hands, presumably I was told, to show that we are empty of weapons. Yes. We are saying hi in a friendly way. Well, dogs can't hide their weapons. I mean, they come with their mouth. And you're going to shove your hand right in front of their weapon without a how-do-you-do. And they don't have to get that
1: close to sniff
3: you. No. Mm -mm. So shoving your head, whether it's up or down or closed or open, it's just kind of rude. Yeah. And ask, ask the dog if it wants to be petted. I will get down and put a hand out. I will kneel or bend over, put a hand out and say, would you like to walk into my hand? And if the dog does, great.
2: Yeah, and my hand's like away from them. They can come to me. Exactly. Yeah, not me go to them.
1: I tend to stand at a diagonal and talk to the dog's owner and wait to see if the dog is going to move towards me.
3: And patting on top of the head. No, I
1: don't like the top of my head. I don't. I don't think any child likes to be patted on the top of the head by auntie and uncle <laughs> who always did always it. Always do that.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, my visual is getting a bobblehead started. You bat him a couple times uh, so that the bobblehead will keep bobbling. There was a wonderful Peanuts strip years and years and years ago where Snoopy's sitting there and every kid that comes by pats him on the head, pats him on the head, pats him. By the end of the comic strip, Snoopy's going, my head hurts, I got a headache. Don't do it.
1: If a dog comes over to me to be petted... I'll usually scratch the shoulders, yeah. scratch under the collar. Most dogs love to be scratched under the collar. Mm-hmm. Getting under a bra strap. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, stroke down the back, scratched at the hips.
2: Or like in the lower neck, chest, you get that spot, they're like, ah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It depends on what the dog <laughs> yeah. offers, because,
2: you know, if he yeah.
1: comes over and... And stands across in front of my knees, I'll reach down and scratch his shoulders. Or and that's the point.
3: The dog gets to say, okay, you can touch me and I want to be touched here. Yes.
2: Yeah. You know, they get to consent. Yeah.
3: If Their they times, walk away,
2: if they move away, let them. Yeah, don't force them. No, no, he go. No, he wants to pet you. Go. Mm-hmm. No. You there are times when a dog
3: has to be restrained and veterinary care or something right. like that. But most of the time, no, this is just casual greetings. And even a therapy dog has the right to say, yeah, no, I don't want that person to pet me. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so not every dog has to say hi to every person or every dog. Okay. That is seen on. The, that's another myth for us. So what's next? Oh, mixed breeds
1: or hybrids are healthier? Yeah. Boy, has that one caught a lot same, of same. headlines lately. I like to tell people, think of genetics as, remember that old dice game Yahtzee? Yeah. You put, was it five dice in the cap? Was it five or six? Five, oh, I think. Been a while. Shake it, shake it, shake yeah. it. You shake it, and, yeah. and each side of the dice is genetics. Okay, so think about there's a gene on this side, and a gene on this side, and a gene on this side, and a gene on this side. So you've got five dice. You shake it, dump it out on the table, and what's up with the genetics your dog's going to get? Now, if your dogs are both golden retrievers, there might be some duplicates. There might not. There'll be some unique ones. If your dog is a mixed breed and another mixed breed, there'll be lots of different ones. If your dog is a going to be mixed with a poodle, one of those various ones, and is another purebred, they're still producing a mixture of breeds. And so, the genetics could be lots of different things. But there are many breeds that carry similar genes. For example, if we're talking about eye defects, say PRA, Mm -hmm. or glaucoma, or cataracts, lots and lots of breeds carry the genetics for that. So just because you're mixing two breeds, doesn't necessarily mean the dog's not going
3: to have any of those things. I personally think it started back in uh, what, high school biology, where you learn about Mendel and his wrinkled peas. or, or
1: Yeah, the okay. sweet peas or whatever. Because there's
3: the wrinkled and the smooth, yeah. and we made our little charts right. of the genes. And in his case, yes, most of the time, most of the time, not all, the hybrid peas were stronger, beans or whatever they were. But that's so simplistic. Yes, right. It was talking about four alleles. That's nothing like what humans and dogs
1: have. I think there's over 400 and some registered breeds in the
3: But that's where that phrase hybrid vigor. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about it at that time. Hybrid vigor. So according to the mythology, yes,
1: some mixed breeds, some hybrids, can be healthier than some others that are mixed breeds or some purebreds. But there's some purebreds. Well, we know of several English Shepherds recently that just passed away at 15 and a half or 16 years old. Mm-hmm. For a 50-pound dog, that's a long mm-hmm. life. It is. So there are variables in everything. And hybrid vigor, there's a lot of variables no in there. There's no guarantee on that. There's yep. no
2: guarantee, no. I know one of the ones, remember our vet was saying that they're seeing um, when Tango was diagnosed with Addison's, but she's seeing it in more doodles. Sure. Yeah, it's carried, yeah. Uh-huh. it's carried by the carried poodle. It's carried by the poodle. Sure. Yeah. So now she's seeing an increase of Addison's and Especially doodles.
3: when they're cross-breeding hybrids. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, yeah, there's just... Yeah. This roll the, the dice. dice this this is a
1: the roll of the dice. This is a mythology.
3: All right, let's take a break for our second
1: sponsor, and we'll be right back.
0: Sit. Stay. It's a Doggy Dog World. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact.
3: We have another sponsor for our podcast, Pet Treater. Pet Treater is a subscription gift box that you can sign up for, for your dogs and or your cats. And it gives you a chance to surprise them on a monthly basis with interactive toys, treats, and other things like the one we got came with a bandana.
2: I recently received one for Willow. She loved it. She was so excited, just me opening that box.
3: The bison
1: treats, especially in this box, she oh, really they lost their oh, mind, yeah. Yeah. They lost her mind. The nice thing about the box too, is that it can be tailored to fit your pets. So if you've got a 50 pound dog or you've got a cat or you've got a dog and a cat, or if you're, one of your pets has allergies, the box can be tailored to them. And nowadays, right now, while we're filming this with COVID, most of us are spending a lot more time with our pets. But that doesn't mean you can't add something better to it. New toys, new treats, treats for training. And the subscription boxes vary. You can start as low as $15 a box. And then you, you and your pet can have fun opening it together and seeing what's in it.
2: And then if you're obsessed with sharing photos of your pets, as I am, as you can tell all over Facebook, you can connect with other animal lovers on the Pet Treater site. So take a look at it. Go to PetTreater.com.
3: And if you do it now, you can use the coupon code DOGGYDOG, D-O-G-G-Y, D-O-G, all one word. You use that coupon, you'll get 50% off on your first month of your subscription. So that's Pet Treater, P-E-T-T-R-E-A-T-E-R, PetTreater.com. Check them out. off. That's
1: a
0: deal. There you go. Help your dog from the inside out with Caniotic Daily Probiotic for Dogs. Caniotic's superior and exclusive technology makes it the only dog probiotic from the dog for the dog. Your dog's gastrointestinal tract is important to their well-being, and a daily dose of Caniotic is one easy way you can support it. Caniotic, C-A-N-I-O-T-I-C, is available on Chewy.com. Add it to your cart today. And give it a try. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet we know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika, and this week's co hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke.
1: Welcome back. Take a look at the websites for both of those subscription boxes they're they're a lot of fun and and I've been following several of them there was also one that I saw there are subscription boxes for everything oh yeah from fruit to soap to (laughs) I mean everything but take a look at those two subscription boxes they are a lot of fun alright let's hit a couple more myths before we finish up for today what else do we have
3: It covered everything we're thinking of. Along with putting your hand out for a dog, is the idea that if a dog is frightened, you should offer him a piece of food. So he won't think you're a meanie. So he will think good things about you. There's so many messages
1: that could be conveyed by that, good and bad. You know, there comes to, are you rewarding the fear? Are you teaching him that, quote-unquote, bad guys have food? Are you, you know, there's so much to that that needs to be considered.
3: The one that I see a lot of is the dog is really, really frightened of a person, maybe most people, but they really, really want the treat. So watching their body language is they're kind of like the shepherd was this morning with me, leaning back, leaning, I really, really want that thing, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get caught. It's like they're reaching into a mousetrap. And so they're not ending up feeling any better about the person. If anything, they're like, crap the treat and run. I, I didn't die that time. <laughs> and
1: that's
2: going to set up for more stress the next time it happens. Exactly. And that's even the dogs. like. In your case, you were lucky she was taking treats. Because a lot of times well, dogs won't f- if they're... Three,
3: won. four feet away, tossing a treat yeah. to see if she would go for it. Yeah. And because she did, then I could toss treats behind her She ended up moving closer to me because she knew that I would always let her go away. I wasn't going to try and trap her and grab her. So she did end up relaxing and moving in close. I've gone to people's homes where their dogs are like scream barking at me from across the room. And I'll be throwing treats behind the dog. And they're like, why are you rewarding the barking? Hang on. (laughs) Let's just see. I'm rewarding the dog for turning away from me. You see? Oh. And then after some time of the dog going, well, wait a minute, you're you're actually letting me turn away. I've had them come right up and sit on my feet. There's no pressure now to say hi to me or not, yeah. whatever. So don't don't try to bribe a dog into liking you. I think
1: or many many people have no concept of how strong the communication is if you just are simply calm and quiet. Mm -hmm. Don't greet the dog, don't force the dog to do anything, just be calm and quiet. Let the dog think, Mm -hmm. let him watch you, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: let him smell you, let him absorb some of your calm, and you're much more apt to get a dog responding to
3: you. Exactly. I mean, calm begets more calm, generally. Especially with a frightened dog. And it's at least it doesn't feed into aggression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Speaking of feeding, yeah. what puppies have to eat puppy food. Yeah, until they're one year old.
0: <laughs> That's what it says on the bag. It does. Uh-huh.
1: However, if you read the bag and it says for all life stages, then your dog can eat that for his entire
3: lifetime. <laughs> and this is not true of all puppy foods, but I find that a large number of puppy foods have a high degree of sugar in them.
1: And fat. Yeah, and fat. High calories, high fat. And when so many breeds can have issues with growing too rapidly, especially the bigger breeds. I just had a talk with one of our
2: students who has a lab puppy. A little getting on the chunky side. Yeah. Oh, but I'm feeding the same exact amounts it says on the back. Because <laughs> so I said, like <laughs> so I go, why? So went to that little lecture with him. He totally understood. Yeah, I mean, they're
3: in the... They do tend to, let's say, be a little generous in the amount that they recommend Uh, for a puppy. They're they're in business to sell food. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. All right. Before we get into more trouble. Uh, (laughs) All right. That's it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. We're going to have another one up that's talking about body language and behavior very shortly. So tune into that one, too. Thanks for listening. Bye Bye. -bye. Bye Bye-bye.